This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome in. It's another episode of 5th Avenue Faceoff. I'm Chris Mack of 93.7 The Fan and The Fan Morning Show. We're talking pens. We're talking pens off uh, a tough loss to the Dallas Stars. And we're talking pens getting ready for the Washington Capitals Saturday night at PPG Paints Arena. Lucky enough to be joined by the man who will be calling that game for ESPN and ABC, Sean McDonough. Sean, thanks for making the time today. I know you're busy catching a flight to get here to Pittsburgh, so we appreciate the time. Well, my pleasure. And if I do get up abruptly, it means I have to go board my flight to your great city. But uh, excited to be on with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll excuse it if all of a sudden we hear the boarding announcements and you've got to run because uh, we need somebody to call the game tomorrow night, to be honest. Um, and this should be a good one. You know, th- this this is interesting to me, and we'll get to Alex Ovechkin in just a moment, but, you know, we used they used to be Sid the Kid, right? And Ovi, and, and now it's grade eight, and Sid, I don't know, the responsible adult maybe. Um, <laughs> he t- he's tied Mario with 11 30-goal seasons now, right? Um, he's just one sh- season shy of Wayne Gretzky's record for point per game seasons, 18 to Wayne's 19. And we keep asking ourselves as we try to get a gauge here in Pittsburgh on where this team is going long-term, how much longer can he do this? You know, can he be uh, the Tom Brady of the NHL and, and play until he's 43, 44, 45, because he seems to show no signs of letting up. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, he's as good as he's ever been, in my opinion. And, you know, I think to answer your question, the key to it is what Mike Sullivan said when I talked with him last week before we did the game in New York, that, you know, there are a lot of really skilled players. I mean, he's enormously skilled, obviously. But what separates him is the work ethic and the dedication, the discipline to do everything right. You know, staying on top of his workouts, constantly working to get better at the hockey part of it. You know, watching what he eats, uh, you know, he's just so disciplined in every facet of his life that I think that's what enables him to do it. And, you know, the same thing with Tom Brady, you know, living here in Boston, you know, watching him over the years and getting to know him a little bit. You know, he was famous and probably still is for his diet, you know, the TB12 plan. Mm -hmm. But I think that was a huge reason why he lasted as long as he did as at such a high level. So I think uh, Sid, the kid, he's still a kid. He's playing like a kid. And, uh, when you're 60, somebody who's 35 is still a kid to me. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fun to watch, and I think he's going to have several more uh, outstanding seasons. Well, and what's what's interesting is I found myself digging into the numbers just a little bit, at, you know, the point-per-game seasons, the 30-goal seasons, and you wonder how much more he could have done had he played in a more offensive era. You know, we're seeing 
a, a little bit more of a live puck this year than we have the last several years. Connor McDavid's a different beast, but we're seeing that it's possible again to have a, a multiple 50 goal, a 60 goal score. We're seeing guys rack up points at a rate that hasn't been seen in a long time. And I, I guess, would his legacy be any different if it were Sidney Crosby, legendary goal scorer, Sidney Crosby, you know, 120 points per year guy, and not just Sidney Crosby. I say just like it's a downgrade. It's not. It's a huge compliment. But Sidney Crosby, best all-around player guy. Because that seems to be the way everybody looks at his legend now is he's the best complete player still in the league. Yeah, the players just voted him that again in their survey, as you know. And I think the last time I looked, um, he's way up there in point totals. What was he, 15th, I believe, or something like that? Mm -hmm. He and Ovechkin are side-by-side uh, -side on the all-time list. So, you know, I think any conversation about the greatest players of all time uh, includes him, even if the goal totals aren't, you know, what Ovechkin has posted or some of the other guys who are ahead of him on the goals list. You know, he's just such a complete player uh, in every facet of the game. You know, we – talked to Sully last week about face-offs and you know obviously Jeff Carter has a, a better face-off percentage this year but he said even if Sid isn't having a great night in the face-off dot uh, if it's a big face-off at the end of the game he's going to be out there because Sully just knows he's going to find a way to win it so uh, he's one of the greatest players of all time and uh, you guys have been spoiled I read Joe Starkey's <laughs> column this morning about uh, you know having him after having Mario for all those years <laughs> That's uh, kind of an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, and you know, once once Yarmir is finally done over in the Czech Republic, we'll he's have... never going to be done. <laughs> he's never going to be done. Talk, <laughs> talk about guys that'll play forever. Yeah, I mean, someday we'll have sixty six, sixty eight, eighty seven, seventy one, maybe even fifty eight, all up in the rafters to go with the five cup banners as well. And you're right, it's an embarrassment of riches. We've been so incredibly and in a good way spoiled to have what we've had here in Pittsburgh over the last 30 plus years or so. Um, that being said, you mentioned Alex Ovechkin. Um, it, he's now gray haired Alex Ovechkin. He's, you know, the old Russian bear now, it seems like. And this rivalry still exists, but it seems to exist on a different plane between Crosby and Ovechkin. Not that they didn't always have respect for each other, but it's almost like each is watching the other one's accomplishments. And it's this, this mutual admiration society, whereas... When they first came into the league together, it really felt like a race to get to all of those accomplishments at first. How have you seen the rivalry between these two change over the last 15 to 20 years? Yeah, well, I think you've accurately described it. You know, we had a, a game earlier this year, and when, of course, it was really at the All-Star game where I think we saw what you're talking about. They played on a line together. You know, they were kind of deferential to each other. If anything, they probably passed the puck to each other too much. And you could really see in that setting the admiration that, they have for each other you know you know the history and we have the video clips from some of the you know really contentious games mm -hmm. that the, they had against each other the two teams had against each other obviously it's a terrific rivalry but you know, I think now that they're kind of elder statesmen I think they both really appreciate each other what they're they've done in the game and how they're regarded now really within the history of the game so yeah, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. And uh, it seemed to me in Fort Lauderdale, they kind of like each other too. So uh, maybe that's a way it's changed over the last uh, 15 years or so. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you get a sense for, like, Alex Ovechkin doesn't strike me. He strikes me as a guy who probably would prefer in the next year or two, as much as he'd like to chase another cup, understands his accomplishments. And once he's accomplished those goals that he set out to, you know, the records he set out to break, that he might be a little more willing to walk away from the game, to spend time with his family. Not that Sidney Crosby is any less interested in spending time with family, but I could see Alex Ovechkin walking away in a year or two once he's broken the records that he wants to break. Whereas, to, to bring it back to Sid again, like we talked about, there's no, there's no, I guess, satisfying his hunger. I, not that Ovi seems satisfied, but it seems to be a, a different level there between the two of them. Well... I think you're right. Obviously, Ovechkin's a couple years older. I do think, mm-hmm. at the very least, he's going to play until he breaks Gretzky's goal record, right. which uh, is probably at least two years away. So, And I, I don't see that he's really lost much competitive fire either. You know, he loves to play. Uh, he loves being at the rink and around his teammates. And you know, obviously, it's been a hard year for him losing his dad uh, a month or so ago. But, you know, I, I, I don't see any diminishing enthusiasm. I do think It'll be interesting to see what happens with their team the next couple of years. You know, they made him a promise that basically while he was there, they would not completely tear it down and go into full rebuild mode. So I think you saw in the maneuvering that they did at the trade deadline, they basically just traded away guys like Orlov and Halfway who, you know, weren't going to be there next year anyway because they couldn't agree on contract extensions and they were unrestricted free agents. So, you know, but they got back some pieces in return who I think can help them in the, in the short term. So I, I don't think they're going to go way down to come back up. I think they will be a playoff contending team again next year. And I think as long as that's the case, he'll keep playing for as long as he feels he can play like he is now. Cause we talked about Sid hasn't lost much. And you know, Ovi scored 50 goals last year. And uh, you know, he's right up there amongst the league leaders again this year. He can still set up in that right circle and just absolutely bomb it when called upon to yeah, do so, especially really on the power play. Uh, it was funny talking to Igor Shosturkin at the uh, All-Star game, the Rangers goalie, and he was asked about, you know, now having Ovechkin on his team, but what, what's it like to play against Ovechkin? And he said, when Ovechkin's on the ice, I have one eye on the puck, and I have one eye where he is <laughs> over there. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys, you always have to know where he is. Yeah, good luck getting across the crease with him winding up for that one-timer. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the the what the Capitals have done, though, towards the end of this season, Sean, because it's something a lot of people in Pittsburgh want to see the Penguins do, but without breaking up the big three, the core of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. And there's a question now a lot of us have, is this going to resemble 
the sort of crumbling of the Red Wings dynasty with Zetterberg and Datsuk or the Blackhawks dynasty with Taves and Kane, although there are different varying circumstances for both of those guys. Um, you know, this will be the 10th straight year. I think the Red Wings will not have won a playoff series. I think it's just one playoff series win for the Blackhawks in the last eight years. And it was the preliminary round in the bubble in 2020. Um, Do you get the sense that the Penguins could be headed down a similar path? Or as long as Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are together, there's at least a trip to the playoffs in the offing every spring. Well, we'll find that answer out soon, right? Because there's no guarantee they're going to make it this year. Uh, it's going to go right down to the wire, I think. You know, they caught a little bit of a break last night that Florida lost, although, you know, they played a really good Toronto team. So, but I think that's going right down to the last game or two for sure. Um, You know, I remember when we got back in the NHL last season, uh, our opening game was Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. Tampa was the reigning cup champions. And I talked to Sully before the game, and, you know, he talked then about they had talked – in that off season, after they went out in the first round against the Islanders about maybe kind of breaking it up and getting younger. And then they just felt like, no, you know, they, they had a really good team and that they felt like they were kind of undone in that first round playoff series by the fact that you know, Tristan Jari didn't play very well. Right. And uh, they thought that was an aberration. He'd be better. So let's keep it together again. So, you know, they were already having those conversations two years ago, right? So, uh, you know, this is the second season since that. So it has to happen eventually. I mean, they're all in their uh, mid or upper 30s now. So uh, they're not going to be able to stay together forever. And I think they're going to have, uh, as an organization, some really tough decisions to make here in the, in the short term. Well, Sean, I will let you run. Uh, safe travels. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us from the airport on your way to Pittsburgh for Penn's Caps, 8 o'clock Saturday night on ESPN and ABC. Uh, where's the first, where's the most important place you have to stop when you get to Pittsburgh? Is it, is it Colony's house for some of Linda's meatloaf? Is it, <laughs> is it a restaurant you have to go to? Where's Sean McDonough headed? No, there's some great restaurants. You know, if it was a little bit later uh, in the season, it would hopefully be Oakmont, which is uh, probably my, not only my, one of my, uh, my, my, probably my favorite place in Pittsburgh, it's one of my favorite places in the world. You know, yeah. I've said many times of all the golf courses I've played, and I've been blessed to play uh, a lot of the great ones. Uh, that's my favorite, not just because of the layout, but, uh, you know, and the tradition there, but it's such a great membership, really nice people. It's not stuffy like some of these other places that you go to that are among the very best. So, I love coming there. The fans are great. I love doing games in Pittsburgh because uh, we have a low booth. <laughs> we're we're yeah. basically in the stands uh, right next to the lounge there. So uh, it makes a huge difference. You know, in most of these arenas and people don't care about our problems, you're, you're way up on the ceiling. And, you know, like last week, Madison Square Garden, you're on the 10th floor. You take the elevator to 10. The arena level's on five, so you're five stories above it. TD Garden in Boston, you're on the ninth floor. The rink's on the third floor, so you're six stories above it. So I always say to my buddies when they say, how did you not see that that hit the guy's shoulder? I'm like, well, if you buy the worst seat in the arena in the last row of the balcony and then you look up and further back, that's where I am. So uh, (laughs) good luck to you. But I love going to Pittsburgh for a lot of reasons, and uh, the low booth is certainly one of them. Well, we're looking forward to your call Saturday night. Uh, should be a good one with these two getting together again. They've played a couple really good games so far this year. Casey DeSmith has played well against the Caps this year, presuming he'll be between the pipes again with Tristan Jari Hurt. Uh, looking forward to, to hearing you to, uh, Saturday night on the call, Sean. Thanks again for making the Thank time. you, Chris. Nice to be with you. Take care. 
Great to catch up with one of the voices of the NHL, Sean McDonough for the NHL on ESPN. Again, 8 o'clock Saturday. I'm sure the drop of the puck will be a little later than that. You know how it is with the national broadcast, but Pens, Caps, a huge game. You heard me mention there to Sean, Casey DeSmith has played exceedingly well. Like a save percentage up around, I want to say like nine six seven something like that. Really, really strong pair of games, uh, even if one was a shootout loss to the Caps this year. So... I would expect the Smith to stand tall again and play well. And that's going to create even more of a problem down the stretch. If he continues to play well, a good problem, I guess, and that you'll have maybe someone you can rely on headed into the playoffs. If Tristan Jari is not healthy and not ready to go. We talk about the loss in Dallas and look ahead a bit to Penn's caps on Saturday night as well. We'll get our buddy Tango, Eric Tangrady in here next right here on fifth Avenue face off.